Welcome everyone to TV Timeout. Uh, Co-host Sean Rainey and I'm Ben Weinman. How's it going, everyone? And uh, you know we got a jam-packed show. Today. We do. We're talking Grizz. We're talking devastating injuries. Big game against Eastern. We're talking a little Montana State. We're talking top five board games. Ooh, looking forward to that. I'm gonna rant about Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. <laughs> wow. Kevin Durant. Come on, man. What are you doing? We'll, we'll talk about that yeah, later. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but let's start with the Grizz. And um, a big win, but a big loss uh, this last Saturday against the Van State. Yeah, quarterback Reese Phillips, middle of the second quarter. You all probably have, have seen the injury, have seen the video, have seen some photos of just the, the horrific nature of the injury. Uh, was taken down in the middle of the second quarter, kind of just on a really a random freak play. Um, and he today he released he tore pretty much all his ligaments in his ankle, broke his fibia. Um, the guy's definitely going to be out for the rest of the season and potentially his his rest of his football career. Yeah, it just it sucked, man. Yeah. Um, especially for a guy like him, he's worked for five years for this opportunity to play. Was playing really really well. Was the leader on the team. Everybody loves him. He was getting his one shot that he's waited for his whole life, and then for it to end like this just sucks, man. It, it does. And it's hard, you know, as a as a journalist, as a guy that covers a team, you know, we're not supposed to get, like, super emotional um, when it comes to things. You know, we, you want to, like, cover the game. You're not supposed to get, like, sad when they if they lose or happy necessarily if they win. And um, you're kind of just, you know, supposed to play it, you know, kind of close to the um, chest. Sure. And, it just sucked, man. It was, it was. There was no way that you could not feel bad for the kid. Um, it was just a, it was just a sad, you know, depressing um, feeling. Um, just watching him down there when you knew that it was as bad as it was. Um, the positive to come out of it um, is all the support that he's had, not only from his team, but just Grizz Nation on social media and just all over the place. You can sense it in his, the statement that he had. Um, that he just he's feeling the love, and I saw him at practice today. Mm. Um, when I was there, he was um, in, a, in a golf cart, with his <laughs> leg up, driving around. Um, everyone on the team going up and saying hi to him, and um, so knowing how much he was he was he's loved and supported uh, is definitely a positive from it. But just a uh, just a crappy situation. I mean, even during the game, a couple people up in the press box at halftime kind of comments on the fact that they had never seen an entire team come out to midfield to embrace a fallen player like that, an injured player. Usually one or two guys might come out and, and give him a high five or a, a pat on the back and as he gets carted off. But the literally the entire Grizz team came out and surrounded their quarterback, surrounded their captain. And that was um, something that a lot of the people up there in the press box have been watching Grizz games for a very long time, have never seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in his short time in Missoula, Reese has definitely made an impact on this football team this football program and the city of missoula as well and really the state of montana yeah he's a great guy uh we wish him you know the best um in the healing process it's gonna be a long road absolutely a long long road um so we wish him the best he's gonna be hanging around to practice um they're hopeful he can you know travel to some games and be a part of this team still which he will be um so it's a bummer but hey it's it's football injuries happen next man up and that that guy's a, a freshman in, in Gress Jensen and uh 
it's time to see what the kids got. Yeah, Auburn Mountain View kid, uh, redshirted last year. So this is his kind of his first year suiting up. Um, came in immediately, Sean, and obviously it's a tough, it's a different level of opponent in Savannah State. But um, threw for three touchdown passes, um, over 300 yards through the air, and had a, a touchdown on the ground. Um, looked pretty in command of the offense. Um, so I'm, I'm very curious to see what his um, level of play will be when he actually takes yeah, on. He, did, a, a he team. did throw a pick. Should have been two picks. Yeah. Um, that one throw is right to the defense back. Yep. Super smart kid. Um, prepares better than anybody. Um, the coaches rave about how smart he is and how much uh, time he spends in the film room and how knowledgeable he is about the game of football. And he made a couple checks in that game. Couple audibles that uh, Coach Stitt has said that no quarter he hasn't seen any quarterbacks make those checks before. Um, so super smart. It's all about we'll just see how he reacts to finally you know just taking the stage because it's a it's a different animal when you're going into a game. You know it's one thing when you go in for an injury you're you're not thinking about it, but now like you're the guy. It's all on you. Big sky play, huge game against Eastern night game. He's going to have all day to think about it. Um, so I'm just really curious to see how he responds on the big stage. He has all the tools. Um, but we'll see, You know, especially if there's like an early mistake, we'll just see how uh, – I'm very interested to see how he reacts to it. And uh, we'll, we'll find out. Yeah, and it was kind of telling in the post-game press conference on Saturday evening after the Savannah State win, um, Ryan McKinley and Josh Bush were, were asked by the media, um, what's your level of confidence in Gresh? And immediately – with Gresh standing two people away, sitting two people away from them, immediately they were both like, "No, we we are going to rally around Gresh. We have well, the utmost confidence in him." But but it, it, the way that they said it, the the um, like, I'm thinking about Ryan Ryan's statement. He he didn't even think about it. He immediately. Well, what else are you going to say? Well, of course you're going to say that. Well, I'm not sh- saying that they don't believe it, but I mean, like, of course you're going to say that you have the utmost confidence in him. What else are you going to say? I don't know. I, I, I <laughs> you know, what I, mean? I was just, I was just really taken by their statements. All right. I, th- I thought they were very. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that they were like lying. I'm just saying like it sounded kind of like sports talky to me. You know. Okay. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of that game, um, they're playing Eastern Washington University of Montana. Six o'clock on Saturday. Root Sports is the channel you can catch the game on. It's going to be a raucous house in Washington Grizzly. My first question, Sean, about this game is just just the game between Eastern and Montana itself. A lot of Grizz Nation this week on Twitter have been kind of talking about is this a rivalry game yes. for Montana? Yes. And I would yes, absolutely yes, it is one hundred and ten percent. A lot of people are thinking, yeah, maybe this is not a rivalry game for Montana, but it is for Eastern. No, that could, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Eastern has the upper hand on Montana That's over the last five yep, years, exactly. so it's like you can't you can't be like, oh, it's a rivalry for them, but not for us. Like, <laughs> get out of here! Like they've kicked Montana's butt. Um, besides that home game a couple years ago, they've kicked the, kicked their butts, man. Um, the Grizz haven't beaten them in Cheney and for I can't even remember. So like. Yeah, this is a rivalry game. Um, if you and if the Grizz want to get back to where they want to get to, they got to beat Eastern. It starts with beating Eastern. It's weird that they're playing them so early in the year. Mm-hmm. I kind of like it. It's kind of cool. Um, but of course, yeah, this is a rivalry, and um, it's gonna be fun because uh, you know their quarterback is kind of one of our new buddies. Yeah, Gubrud. Um, Actually, we got, to, we got to golf with him <laughs> in Park City for the Big Sky kickoff. Um, great guy. Um, you know, makes makes you uh, you know when that. 
that play a couple of years ago when Yaman Sanders killed Tennessee, the quarterback, and knocked him out of the game. And you're kind of like, well, you're kind of admiring the play and stuff, but uh, it makes you like a little bit like, hey, I know Gage, like don't, yeah. you, know, you don't gotta kill him, you know? But exactly, <laughs> it's a little different. But uh, no, great guy. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, Eastern tore it up against Fordham, so uh, they're gonna be good. It's gonna be a tough test for Montana. Uh, I can't wait to actually have a game where before kickoff, the the decision isn't made on who's gonna win. Yeah, because. We knew the outcome of the first three games, and that's the best thing about sports is you don't know the outcome, but we knew the, what the outcome would be in the first three. So I can't wait to have a game where we don't know who's going to win. This is actually probably the second game in the last two years that that we've not gone into the game knowing not knowing the outcome. I mean, besides Brawl of the Wild last year, every other home game the Grizz played in were was pretty much decided before the kickoff. And so it'll be fun to, um, to see uh, the Grizz Nation kind of show off their signature Washington Grizzly sound. Um, yeah, Eastern, 2-1 and one on the year, lost to North Dakota State. 1-2. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you're right. 1-2, and two, lost to North Dakota State, lost to Texas Tech, beat Fordham last week in the Big Apple. Gage Gubrud, a Walter Payton finalist last year with his now St. Louis, Los Angeles, excuse me, Los Angeles Ram teammate Cooper Cup. Um Offense has kind of struggled so far this season, but they kind of got their groove back last week in, in New York City. But Gubrud can throw for 500 yards with the drop of a hat. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say they struggled. They just hung 40, 56 yeah. um, on the road in New York. So yep. um, they're legit. It's going to be a good game. I have no idea who's going to win. I really don't. I'm going to ask you to make a prediction, though. I, I, this is one where I wouldn't be surprised if either team won by two touchdowns. Or if it was close. Like, I, I have no idea. Honestly, I have no idea. Because we don't know how good Montana is because they haven't played anybody yet. That's comparable to how they are. Mm. Um, you play two really bad teams and one really, really good team. I think they're pretty good. Yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> um, I w- I, and especially with the Gresh stuff, like, I feel like if they had Reese, I'd be confident in saying, I think the Grizz are going to win, like, you know, 31, 27 or something like that. But with Gresh, it's just I I haven't seen him play. Um, so you, are you picking Montana to lose this ball game? Is that what I'm hearing? I don't know. It's, I just don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think it's going to be really close. Um, gosh, man, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even. Know, I don't even know like where to start. I don't even know. I I I think. I think beginning of the season. Um, if you ask me about this game, I'm, I'm feeling now more confident after seeing the team the last three weeks than I was at the beginning of the season going into this ball game. I think at the beginning of the year I was like, ooh, Montana is definitely not at the level of Eastern. Now after three games, seeing both these teams play, um, even with a potentially, um, well, not potentially is, a freshman quarterback under center getting his first start, I feel way more confident in Montana's ability to win this ball game than I did three weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, I'm I think team-wise, but you just don't know about the quarterback. Right. I, yeah, I, just, I don't know. Right. I will point out, too, um, Gage Grubrud, his first year, his freshman year was last year, com- comes on, uh, his first start in Poland, Washington, and beats my Washington State Cougars, throws for 500 yards and five touchdowns. So, who knows? Gresh could come in and, and light it up, and we're on to the Gresh Jensen era, and Grizz Nation's feeling pretty pretty happy with themselves. Or it could be a shellacking like it was last year in Cheney. So. No, it's not going to be a shellacking. It'll be, it'll be close. Yeah? 
Yeah. The girls at home don't don't get beat like that. It just doesn't happen. Okay. So it'll be, it's gonna be a close game. I just I have no idea who's gonna win. I really don't. You don't want to make a prediction? I, I haven't got I haven't even thought about it enough yet. But I, that's I gotta, but that's spontaneous. I gotta podcasting. let it. I gotta let no. I gotta let the the week simmer. Let it marinate. Yeah, a little bit? Man, okay. I gotta. You know, I gotta let it. I don't. My gut hasn't gone either way, man. <laughs> and I just ate, so it's like throwing me off a little bit. I need to like, you know, be on an empty stomach and, and let it go, so like my my belly can tell me which way to roll. I'm not. So I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Like, very, like honestly, like right now, I'm kind of leaning eastern a little bit. That, that's slightly. where I'm at too. Yeah, but. As the week goes on, sure. I don't know, man. I might. Sure. I, I mean, I, I think. Let's let's, let's just say this. Let's just say this. Eastern is favored in this ball game. Eastern is definitely favored in this ball game. If you had put it up into Vegas, it, they're going to be a three four point favorite, right? You'd, you'd, yeah, you would agree with that. Two. Yeah. Two and a half. Okay. Well, I mean, it's going to be a great great game. Six o'clock night game. Washington Grizzly. I will pick uh, Montana State to beat North Dakota, though. And we're. I was just going to go to that Montana State coming off. My their guts bye told week. me that. That my gut told me that yesterday. My, be- my belly was like, the Bobcats are beating North Dakota. They're All on right? the road in Grand Forks taking on the defending Big Sky Conference champions who – It's just the style of play. Like, Montana State kind of likes to ugly it up a little bit, play some defense, run the ball. That's kind of how North Dakota plays. Um, I just think the Cats – you know, the Cats almost beat them last year at home. True. Um, when they weren't very good, and they turned it over a lot in that game. So – we're not going to talk about this game a ton, but I think the Cats get the win. I I would disagree with you. I just think John Santiago. They're not going to be able to stop John Santiago. So that's just my that's just my opinion. But we will find out. It'll be a close game. Um, all right, let's let's dive into it, man. Yeah. Top five board games. Top five board games. It's the it's the part of the podcast where we rank. Where we it's the part of the the, the podcast where we got to play some music. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's do it. Do it. All right, Benny boy. I saw this on uh, Deadspin. It was top five board games. It was like that. Brilliant. Is a great is a great uh, thing to do. Brilliant. So, uh, Sean, what is your number five ranked board game? I'm just gonna go with. Some... Actually, before I'm sorry, I'm, I'm gonna hop in here. Are we gonna talk about like what constitutes a board game? Like, well, we, how we... about we see what our lists are and then okay. if we have okay. controversial okay. ones. Go ahead. Um, I'm gonna go with. Stratego. Stratego. Mm. Stratego at number five. Great game. Kind of t- what what is for those. So th- yeah, it's like a kind of like a capture the flag on a board game type thing. You got all these pieces and you got to hide your flag and you got to capture the other person's flag. So you got you know strategy and uh, I always like just putting the flag like in the front row and just going for <laughs> it. You know, like I don't know. It's 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 a fun game. Well, I love the thing about Stratego is that they all the different pieces have their own little like function. You've got like miners and you've got scouts. And yeah, you've I got always like putting all the bombs and... in like one giant pile. Right. And then the flag all by itself somewhere else, and they don't. Nobody thinks that that's where it would be. It yeah. Some guts to do it, but. Oh yeah, it's a it's a great game, Stratego. Awesome. My number five game is. It, they've been made. They've made two movies about this. The game Clue. Great, great game. Um, why are you laughing? <laughs> You're already laughing. Because I can, like, write your list for you. <laughs> Clue's an awesome game. Um, right. uh, what if you When you play Clue, Sean, what's your character that you always play with? I don't play Clue. Come on. No. Really? I only played, like, a couple times. It's boring. I don't like it. Really? No, not oh. a Clue fan. Colonel Mustard, that was my... 
That was my guy. Colonel Mustard with a wrench in the ballroom. That was stupid. <laughs> it's an awesome game. What's your number four? Um, all right, so now we're going to – this is where we get into the debate of whether it's a game or not. Uh, Connect 4. So when I Googled board games, and this popped up. Connect 4. It's really four. not on a board, but do Connect 4 – I remember having rainouts in school, <laughs> and we go in the gym like when we couldn't go to recess, and I would just dominate on the Connect 4. Love me some Connect 4. Hmm. I would say yes, that is a board game. All I, right. I would, say, I would agree. I would Connect count Connect 4 it. at number 4. Count it. Uh, my number four is Battleship. Uh, just a classic game. Um, a game that, that taught me that cheating was sometimes okay to get away with. <laughs> Not the morally good Ben Wyman. I know, right? Yeah, you can tell it. E5. Oh, that was a, that was a miss. Move my, <laughs> move my destroyer. <laughs> no! Eagle Scouts don't do that. No, Come on, Ben. I, I don't do that anymore. If we played if we Battleship right now, I'd, I'd be honest. But Battleship's an awesome I game. Would do, I would totally do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Battleship's my number four. All right. What's your number three? Number three. Uh, let's, go with, uh, let's go with Risk. Risk. Okay. Let me some Risk. Yeah. There's a couple different ways to play it. Hmm. What do you mean? Like, um, some people play it where you, uh, at the start, you just randomly put all of your guys on a country. Oh. And then the other ones where you get to, like, take turns placing them wherever you want. Right. Yeah. I like the where you get to place them yourself. What was, so what was your strategy? Um, I was like, just take over, like, Australia first. That, like, just, that's like, exactly small, my yeah, strategy. You take over yes. a small little place and just get the extra bonus. It, let everyone fight over Africa and stuff. Yep. In Europe. Um, and no one could ever get Asia because it yeah, was so. F- except, here's the thing. About me. When it comes to everything, like fantasy, um, board games. Because I'm kind of loud and confident and boastful. <laughs> so everyone always gangs up on no, me. Everyone really? always, so everyone, no. ne- everyone always wants Sean Rainey to lose. Because it also... I am so shocked It also because it, it bugs me because I'm super competitive. And so they like to see me lose. So everyone ends up, like, teaming up against me in risk. Shocked. So that's the only thing I don't like about the game. That's why it's at number. Uh, Call me three. surprised. That's why it's at three and not higher. Because <laughs> I never win. Uh, I love Risk. Um, my number three is the game of life. As Sean shakes his head, I I love life. Life is such a fun game. As a kid, you could you could literally be anything you want to be. You could go be a doctor. You go to school. You get married. You have kids. I love having the the little like caravan like <laughs> minivan putting like the, the little pegs in <laughs> lame um i well you're just you just don't like it because you're actually living your life you right have now two, you have two lame <laughs> no lame ones on the list so far i love life clue life. and life are lame life, all right life is awesome moving on uh where are we at two two um i'm gonna go scategories and then two Dude, love me some categories. You're you're like giving me a look like you don't even know what it is. No, I'm trying to think of like okay, no, yeah, that's that, that counts. What do you mean it counts? Of course it counts. Yeah. Category. What? Wait. I'm sorry. Just help me with scat. What is, what is categories? Category? You have like the list, like a and it goes like with a, like one letter. A boy's name, a city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you roll okay, the yeah, dice absolutely. And it's like L, so you go like Larry. You know? Right. Yeah. I know. That's to, yeah. Okay. I love categories. Sure. It's a good like game with like, a group of people. And uh, it's fun, makes you think. Yeah. And I'm good at it, so yeah. Because <laughs> to make the list, you have to be good at it, right? Yes. <laughs> this is why, like, chess is on here, because <laughs> I suck at chess. <laughs> yeah, if you and I played chess, it probably wouldn't go very well. 
<laughs> You're good at chess. Good for you. <laughs> uh, my number two is Monopoly. And I, and I will say this. I don't think there is any better feeling when playing a board game compared to when you own Boardwalk and someone lands on it. I will contend that's the best feeling in board games bar none. Is when someone you own boardwalk and someone lands on it, especially when you have a hotel on it, and that that satisfying feeling of getting that money. I, don't know, I like getting a triple letter on categories. I'll tell you that. Okay. Well. But uh, yeah, that, that, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Monopoly solid. Not my top five, and, and two is way too high. But it's it's a solid pick. It's up there. All right, number one. Um, throwing a curveball at you. You said it's not a board game, but Cards Against Humanity. Um. Hmm. I mean, technically, there's no board, but it's the function of it is a group of people, and you're playing. So, but is a but is a card game the same as a board game? Like, I, would you call poker a board I, game? When I Google board games, apples to apples was on there, and it's the exact same game, just dirty. So, like, it's okay. Either way, it's a great. It's it's the best. Cards Against Humanity is is great because you know it gets people outside of being politically correct, and it's just funny, and it's great, <laughs> and. You have to play with the right crowd of people. Yes. Like, I wouldn't play cards with my in-laws. No. Probably. Um, no. I love you guys, though, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I, I, I just want to put this out there. I love Cards Against Humanity. It's one of my favorite games. I'm not sure it's a board game, but I, but I think it's well, a... We're going with it. Okay. My number one's Risk. I mean, just you, you can't beat Global Domination. Being, being Napoleon and, and trying to, to beat your friends, I have very fond memories of uh, going to Boy Scout camp in the summer and playing a week-long game of Risk with my friends. It was it was great. Still really fond memories of that, and I love the cannons. And Dungeons and & Dragons when you went and played them. <laughs> no, I never, I've never played Dungeons & Dragons. Have you ever played MLB Showdown? No. Really? No. That was our game in, in Boy Scouts. We played MLB Showdown with cards. It was awesome. Never heard of it. Okay. It was great. So that was our top five. Um, mine was Risk, Monopoly, Life, Battleship, Clue. Oh, Sean, what I'm was all yours? over the place. I went uh, Cards Against Humanity, Scategories, Stratego, Connect Four, and I forget my fifth. <laughs> okay. I got this list here in front of me, and I, I, I went off the list because I, I had Risk at number one, too, but I didn't want to be the same. So, moving on. So, now uh, it's the... Part of the podcast that uh, a lot of people have, have commented on and talked about in the last couple of weeks this is our fourth podcast. It's time for Rainey's Rants. And I uh, just want to p- make sure you all are, are aware. Um, Sean has not told me the specifics of what he's ranting about. He just told me Kevin Durant. But other than that, I, I do not know what he's going to be saying. So, Sean okay. Rainey, take it away. Well, you've heard about Kevin Durant in the news lately, right? Yes, I have. Okay, so basically someone on Twitter tagged his official account and said, like, you know, you know, why did you leave OKC? Give me one legitimate reason. And he responds to this guy with his official account, speaking in the third person, saying he didn't like the organization or playing for Billy Donovan. His roster wasn't that good. It was just him and Russ. And then he responded to another guy, imagine taking Russ off that team, seeing how bad they were. KD can't win a championship with those cats. So he's talking in the third person, which leads... From his own personal Twitter account. Yes, which leads a lot of people to believe that he has shadow Twitter accounts. <laughs> oh, my God. Where he logs in and argues positive things about himself 
to these like 17 year olds and people that are criticizing him. It's spectacular. Um, I mean, and then and then so he went out and publicly said that he doesn't have these shadow accounts, but that he did respond and admits that he you know dissed Donovan and OKC and he hasn't slept in two nights and hasn't been able to eat is what he said. Um, but that he doesn't have shadow accounts and blah 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 blah. Cue, cue the eye roll. First off. Who talks about themselves in the third person like that? <laughs> that is just weird. Nobody goes, nobody says KD ain't winning a championship with those cats. You don't you don't talk about yourself like that. Especially and, and this guy, think about how sens- sensitive this guy is. He just came out with a shoe where in the soles of a shoe are all like criticism, like, you know, phrases and words and haters. stuff of, of haters saying bad things about him. And he wrote, like, his stats from the finals in there and, like, responses to all these. So think about how sensitive this guy is. And then this comes out. I totally believe that he has these shadow accounts. Oh, he definitely has tweet, shadow accounts. Which is crazy to me. Absolutely. Like, I mean, I don't even know where to begin. Like, he's out at practice. Playing basketball with his buddies, he goes home and just logs into these shadow accounts and is talking to 16-year-olds, like, arguing for himself. Like, what are you doing, man? I think he's – I think I, I feel like I heard him say something about, like, I just want to, like – I have no – I have no issues clapping back at the haters. I'm like, why – you're Kevin Durant. Why do you care? So do it from your own account, you pansy. <laughs> like, don't create these shadow accounts and say good things about yourself and argue – I think – I mean, I think – one thing about it, though, is, like, I think he wants to say these things, and it's an outlet for him because he, he knows that he, he can't, that right. he'll get ripped if he does it from his own. Right. Because think about all, all the times, you know, these guys are interviewed every day during the season. Think about all the things that they actually want to say that they can't say. So now I'm just going to make up this fake account, and I could say all the crap I want, and it's, like, a release. Like, you get to, like... Trash talk the guys you want to trash talk. You can say whatever you want because nobody knows it's you. So I think there's like some like secret feeling of relief in it, and that's why it makes sense to me. If you're an OKC fan, how do you feel after, like after seeing this stuff? After seeing this story, do you feel worse? Do you feel like oh, I, I, I don't know. Do you, do you feel worse? Do you about it? And then I just feel like he's just a like really sensitive dude that has a lot of, that has some issues yeah. um but i wish so like there's a lot of people that don't like durant for leaving um and they think he's like sensitive and don't like the fact that he like goes back and forth with people on twitter would you what i mean do you like durant i like him as a player but i i hate the i hated when he went to golden state i thought it was a pansy move you're up three one in the western conference finals and then you join that team. I thought it was just it was lazy, and I don't even. And yeah, like yeah, he played really well in the finals, and good for him. But I thought it was I thought it was low brow. I just didn't like it, man. I thought it was cheating. I thought it was just <laughs> like anybody could do that. Come on, like it was just lame. I didn't like it at all. My feelings about Kevin Durant stem from the fact that Kevin Durant should right now be no, my yeah, favorite you player. The, you got the Seattle thing going. Yeah, he was my he was the Seattle SuperSonic. But do you like him though? Yeah, take it or leave no, it. No, I mean, so I'm, if he I'm came out, if guy. he came out and admitted that he had these shadow accounts, and that 
he like he just enjoys doing it and he's sensitive but he likes you know arguing and this stuff and just came out and just was completely honest would your perception of him get better or worse well i it would get better yeah i i, I me too i, I could, i've really <clears throat> um i'm my one of my favorite podcasts to listen to besides the tv timeout podcast obviously <laughs> oh my gosh. um is the bill you don't Simmons, have to suck up to yourself is the bill simmons podcast um and Bill Simmons has kind of developed this relationship with Kevin Durant, and he's done four podcasts with him over the last seven, eight months. And in those podcasts, Durant is so candid. He's probably the most candid major sports star I've ever heard or seen before. He's so candid with Bill about everything um, from his move to Golden State to the finals to yeah, what he yeah, thinks about it. LeBron. Like, it, was just, it, was, it was so candid. And so I, I love when stars are like that. So I, I, I would think it'd be better for Kevin Durant if he just clapped back at people from his own personal account. Yeah. And then he apologized for talking bad about Donovan and OKC and stuff. It's just like, come on, man. Just grow a pair already. <laughs> like, just either admit it or don't say sorry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can't, you can't not admit it and then apologize and then say you haven't eaten in two days. Like, come <laughs> on. Like, if you're going to, like, react with fans on Twitter and you're going to say that you enjoy it, then man up to the words that you say because obviously you feel that way because you typed it in your freaking phone and sent it out. So obviously you feel that way. So just stick by your words mm-hmm. and don't let it eat you up. But, like, what does it say about you if, like, you type that out, you feel that way, and then you're like, I haven't slept in two days and I haven't eaten. Like, what is wrong with you, man? He's only feeling like that because he got caught. He wouldn't feel like that if he, if he didn't get caught. I mean, so is he lying about that? About no, not being no, able to sleep? Oh, well. Like, why would you not be able to sleep if, if you were just... Because he, he's technically dissing Billy Donovan in Oklahoma City. So what? Who cares? That's not, I'm not going to lose sleep over that. That's weird. Yeah. He's weird. Yeah, it's a little Kevin weird. Kevin Durant, stop being weird. All right, you're the second best player on the planet. Like you could be sen- MVP. Yeah, you could be sensitive. That's fine. Just admit it. <laughs> God, weirdo. I hate the Warriors. I hate Kevin Durant. I hate Steph Curry. I don't hate Steph Curry, but I just I hate the Warriors. I'm ready for LeBron to the Lakers. That's what I'm. That's what I'm ready for. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> uh, that was Rainey's rants. Thank you again to Sean Rainey. Um, finally tonight, um, we're going to end the podcast with. Um, some a program plug, um, Sean, but, but much more than just a program plug. Much more than just a program plug. Um, Sean Rainey is um, has his own little passion project that he started a couple months ago um, about a pretty pretty just fascinating, interesting topic. Sean, do you want to kind of explain to the viewers what you're what we're talking about? So Wednesday night at nine thirty on Fox, um, Prison Ball. It's a documentary on the sports culture inside the Montana State Prison in Deer Lodge. Um, I went over there to just do, to kind of find out like what, what sports were initially and going to do just, you know, our regular like two, two and a half minute story on it for our newscast. But then just found that there was so much more to it that sports runs the entire prison. Um, they, they allow them to do a lot with, as an incentive to behave well, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just fascinating how whether you're 10, whether you're in college, whether you're a pro, or whether you're locked up for the next 40 years in prison, how 
playing a sport can put you in a place of happiness and for that hour or however long you're doing it, everyone is the same. Everyone has the same joy on their face. Um, and it's just a story about, you know, sports and their impact on people and how it can help you during tough times and how, you know, it helps um, the prison and it helps the guys that do leave assimilate back into society. Um, spent a lot of time on it. Um, I hope everyone checks it out. Um, if, you, if you don't watch it, you know, I'll certainly um, put it out on my Twitter at Sean Rainey. Um, and on our uh, station and my personal Facebook page and all that stuff. Um, but just a, a really cool story um, that really just shows the entire sports culture inside the prison and what it actually is like and how sports helps, basically. So Yeah, you got to – you went to Deer Lodge three times, three different times. You've interviewed – you got to interview a wide range of, yeah, four, of characters. Four inmates, guys that are in high security, guys that are in there till 2047, um, guys – you know, that committed pretty heinous crimes, uh, talked to security guards, the warden. Um, you know, it's, it's a really cool piece. Um, I think it was really well done. I hope it was really well done. <laughs> um, it is. It is. If you want to, if you want an opinion, it is. It's extremely well done. Yeah. And so, uh, it's a full half hour documentary, um, you know, that we're airing. So, uh, yeah, be sure to tune in. Um, it was a lot of fun and, uh, just a, a, a crazy experience. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a really cool story um, that answers, you know, some questions, too, about whether or not these guys deserve it or not. And I hope that the film kind of answers that. Yeah, 30-minute documentary. You can watch that Wednesday night on Fox, Montana. It's going to be also, as Sean mentioned, on his, uh, his Twitter, at Sean Rainey, and also on our station page at abcfoxmontana.com. Looking forward to that, my friend. You did a great job on it. Um, I'm also looking forward to having you back really back into our office because I feel like the last the last three or four weeks has been really, really difficult. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to do a, a documentary on top of a football season. Yeah. I uh, would not have timed it out like that. No. Um, it kind of just – it all kind of just happened. I feel like I can actually breathe um, after tomorrow, so that will be nice. Yeah. But Welcome back. Yeah, seriously. Just wait till Randy's rants next week. Yeah, Trust seriously. Me, I'll, I'll be able to actually spend a little bit more time with it. <laughs> well, that was TV Time Out. It's our fourth episode. We really appreciate you guys listening. You can follow Sean at Sean Rainey on Twitter. You can follow myself at Ben Weinman on Twitter. You can Give him a follow. He wants some more followers, Grizz, everybody. I would appreciate that, Grizz Nation. I would, ben, appreciate, yeah. I would, appre- I would appreciate that. Um, we uh, will be... Uh, a way to subscribe to our podcast. You can go on iTunes, just type in TV Timeout, just hit that subscribe button, and every time we post a new episode, it'll get automatically uploaded into your podcast feed. Big Scott Football's back, baby. Let's enjoy it. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. And uh, we'll be back next week. Peace. <laughs>